0: Good morning. We've had a journey with Dr. Luke, haven't we? His story started with angels coming to tell John's dad, Zechariah, that he would have a son. Zechariah then couldn't speak for nine months. And then he blurted out all this stuff about the one to come. And that one to come, of course, was Jesus. That same angel told Mary, you're going to have God's son. And she said, yes. Zechariah was in Jerusalem, which is in the south, the big city. And Mary was in the north. Now Luke's story moves from north to south. Just like Mary and Joseph had to, from their home in the north in Nazareth, to Bethlehem, just outside Jerusalem in the sand, and that's where the gospel the good news all began with baby jesus do you remember that at christmas afterwards they all go home again and jesus is brought up in nazareth in the north and luke doesn't say much about the next 30 years just a couple of childhood stories not much more now jesus started his ministry his time bringing god's message in Galilee, around a big lake in the north. Then after a while, he set his face to Jerusalem. He didn't just go there. He traveled on this journey from place to place, teaching and answering questions and telling stories and healing people and letting them all know about the kingdom of God. Gradually, he moved south through Judea, towards Jerusalem. But not in a straight line. He travelled south and east to a place called Perea, And that's to the east of Jerusalem. And in our reading today, we see him approaching Jerusalem again for that final time from the east. He travelled through Bethany. He travelled through Bethphage. And now in our story, he's on the Mount of Olives across the narrow valley from Jerusalem itself. You can probably see it in the picture behind me. You can see the view that he would have had. Can you see it in the distance? Jesus saw his destination. It's not far. They could walk it. They've walked this far all the way from the north. But Jesus has a different plan. The people expected a king to come and to free them from the Romans that had invaded their country. Hundreds of years before, another Zechariah, not the one who couldn't speak for nine months, had predicted that a king would come. Kings usually came on big war horses or in grand carriages. But, said Zechariah, this king would come on a donkey. The people expected the one who would come and save them to come as a great warrior on a huge war horse, but God had other ideas. This part of the journey down the mountain needed a lowly pack animal, useful for descending mountains, but not so impressive as the horse, the mighty warrior might ride. The journey continued down the mountain and into the city. Zechariah had also predicted this mountain as the place they would see their Messiah, the one who God would send to save them. It all adds up. The people shout, blessed is the one king who comes in the name of the Lord, just like they had hundreds of years before as the people approached the temple. In worship. This day we call Palm Sunday. You can see the people carrying their palms behind me. It's the start of what we call Holy Week. And holy means set aside for God. It means pure, good, Godlike, honoring to Him. And that's what Jesus' journey was. It was holy. It was set aside for God. And Jesus entered the city on Sunday. By Thursday, he ate his last meal and was arrested. And by Friday, he died on a cross. Three days later, he rose again, and we will celebrate on that day. This is a journey with a happy destination, at least. This is a stop along the way because we're still on that journey with him by his Holy Spirit. But wait, have we missed an important part of this story? Wasn't the donkey stolen? Let's go back and see. On the mountain, Jesus sent two friends ahead of him into the village and they said, See, a colt, untie it, bring it to me. Those were Jesus' instructions. Now, colt can mean a young donkey. It's not their colt. Anyone seeing this would think they were stealing it. Jesus has, of course, thought of this. If anyone asks you, say the Lord needs it. And that is exactly what happened. Someone did ask. And that's exactly what they said. In those days, if a very important person needed something to carry on their work, they could just take it. So this tells us that Jesus was a very important person. Now, this all gets me thinking. The cult became part of Jesus' journey. It did work for Jesus. It had a special place in Jesus' story. While it was tied up, it could play no part in Jesus' work. It could not make an impact for him. But once untied and taken to him, it could play its part just like God had planned. How can we be part of God's plan? of Jesus' continuing journey in the world through us. Maybe we need to be untied, released, and then we are. If anyone were to ask, the answer would be, the Lord needs me. Now, the last year has been very hard for many, many people. And Jesus wants us to make a difference in people's lives. And here are three things that we can all do to be untied to do for Jesus, whatever our age, from the youngest to the oldest. For the Lord needs you. The first one is this. When we see somebody, smile. It's amazing the effect it has when you smile at someone. And for most people, they can't help but smile back and they will go on their way with a big smile on their face. We can bring joy to others. The second one is to listen. We can listen to people's stories, their struggles, and their concerns. And the third one is we can pray simply lord i lift to you this person have mercy on them should we try that now just close our eyes and think of someone that we know is having a bit of a hard time and pray lord i lift this person to you please have mercy on them and tomorrow should we go from here and do some smiling to cheer people up Some listening to how people are feeling so that we can pray some more. Let's go.